A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign? I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm the Los Angeles comedy booking email of this podcast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's some inside Real info, inside baseball. But, but it was. We've got a few listeners that might appreciate it. Yeah, exactly. If you know, for those who know, you know. Oh, uh, dude. I'm one of those people, even when I'm not in on the inside, I still know. I'm like, oh, shit. Just because, like, I love online gossip. I oh, love yeah. when it, I love a fight that involves, doesn't involve me. And I can just, like, go through the threads and they'll go, then go to the beginning of the threads and make my, I'm like, oh, hmm, yes. who's team I on on this one? You know what? I'm going to sit back and see this unfold. Sometimes I think that I don't like gossip. I don't like it. I think when it, like, is impacting my loved ones or like when it seems like it's causing people unnecessary stress mm -hmm. but i do love it because i love it well, and it's, I, like, it's theater yeah and i do like i think what made me realize that is that i like knowing like 
like maybe it's not gossip, but like I like knowing who songs are about and like those yeah, kind of like yeah. who is this? Oh, who's this joke about? Who's that in reference to? Because mm. I want to know like the real thing, which is basically gossip. Yeah, for sure. Yesterday I did have um, a mental breakdown in a pizza shop. Oh, and no. <laughs> um, I was like telling my friend, I'm like, I should have followed my instinct not to come here. And she's like, um, here, maybe this will make you feel better. And she just sent me like a bunch of people talking shit on someone that I don't like. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you like get me, you know, like <laughs> you understand. Well, it's like you, it's like you get to be involved or feel like you're involved. And maybe there's something with seeing it online where it feels like this could be my comment, but luckily I'm not involved in this at all. And I'm watching all these other people just like sink further and further into the abyss that's online arguing which just like everything comes off bitchy like ev- oh, i love it yeah there's just like no way to say like read this with this tone like yeah it, i mean there should be by now with ever maynard is the only person i know who can do it yes or I, I don't take anything she posts seriously yes, she's the only person but that's only because she like never posts anything serious yes, she mm-hmm. doesn't. even even if it is serious but even if it's someone who's like light-hearted normally if they're sick, if they're going off, I just read it in like the the meanest tone I've ever heard them talking. It's now their default internet well, tone. It's it, because it's hard because I think that like the nature of comments mm-hmm. isn't necessarily like interactive, so you don't know. Even when you're texting someone, it's still like the same idea, but you have a sense of who they are and you know like the context of the conversation, and it's a conversation, so you can kind of infer oh, did I say something to provoke them having a reaction or Mm -hmm. are they, or can I just sense that this is whatever, but like comments, it's just someone leaving something there and being like, "Mm, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. So it's like the, I feel like those are, it's always going to be like, you kind of don't want anyone to comment like a comment, like the word, the the thing of yeah. itself you know what i mean it's like, like suggesting. well this might be a good time to remind if this is your, oh, first, yeah. time this is your first time listening if you're a first time <laughs> listener um this is a podcast i'm not sure if you're aware of what that is it's um an internet internet radio style show that you choose to listen to you don't have to you can yeah. turn it off if you don't like it and you know um I, I, there we have heard get to the point we've heard that we have a, a they talk we about chat themselves. at the beginning um we uh, we've heard that yeah we're not gonna really change it so no yeah. you can fast forward this i don't know sure. if you know oh, yeah Some you pe- do have a choice um, scrub through baby I you mean, know there, there's two types of people there's people that listen to the marin intro and people who don't so you For can sure. you could do yeah. the same if you, some people like the chitty chatty part that we do and some it's people really like the more of the facts <laughs> at the end or sometimes you don't like it. I kidding. mean, I'm in 12 step and I will say, you know, courage to change the things you can change. You know, yeah. like <laughs> you are in control here. It's you can. very true. I was just going to say, like, this is our podcast. It's, <laughs> like, it's true. We'll do what we want. Because I was just thinking at first I was going to say, like, oh, I, I fucking fast forward through Marin all the time. I don't know why he does it. But then I was like, you know what? Fuck that. Like he could do whatever the fuck he wants on his, on his podcast Mm -hmm. that he makes that is very successful. But you also know to not say like, Hey, it'd be really cool if you only had the interview parts. Like Mm -hmm. no one wants to hear the intro. And it's like, we, 
this lock is, the gates okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i think like who um, we good <laughs> like one of you said this before like it's free yeah, like this is free. like yeah. if you're i mean again if you're a patreon person you can't you can some people really like us and support us on patreon which you can do but like there's no really reason to sound off i think unless someone's just being like mad Met. like if you have to if you have to like warn people like you know this might be like if you lean towards this way this might be triggering for this or whatever but like other than that like suck my clit <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, suck it. like <laughs> Marin definitely started his podcast because he was gonna kill himself in his garage right that was like how it <laughs> yes. originated so it's like if you you know if you don't like it well then maybe, go somewhere you know, yeah, then go, go somewhere, somewhere else go somewhere else the thing is i feel like sort of like what i said before it's the same with like yelp there's no reason to write a review unless you have to like warn somebody like by the way cash only or like i don't know like let me know what i'm gonna get into but when it's subjective personal like i don't know yeah or if it's great and then i say write it because then it it helps that business and that's everyone wants encouragement and everything and constructive criticism that's fine too mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. We're open. We'll, we'll hear things, but also we're we're gonna talk about ourselves because it's our podcast, yeah. baby. Well, it's an interesting, like, dude. If we just started with the topic, people would be pissed. Yeah, I'd be bored. I probably would zone out. Hey, it's called foreplay. All right, you oh. gotta preheat the oven before you put in the cake. All right. Yeah. Also, maybe I'm actually hear not a huge foreplay person. Really? No, not really. Mm. More of it gets to the point. I I, I am too, kind of. But then, but <laughs> <laughs> making the opposite argument. I know. Why did I do Not that? actual foreplay. <laughs> I'm talking about metaphorical foreplay. But uh, I, I need foreplay. But also, when I say I need foreplay, that means like all all two minutes. And then well, it's that's like exactly, you know. I was gonna say like I also need foreplay, but then I'm also very impatient. And I'm like, let's do this already. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my god, I got a dildo for Christmas and. It's water, like it's full blown waterproof, and I brought it in the shower today, and Hell yeah. I'm never leaving the shower <laughs> ever, ever again. It's just like the warm. Now it's literally like the warmest, happiest place. The shower. Yes, with a dildo and my Bluetooth speaker. Okay. Uh, and Is I it have one like of those ones that have like the suction cup on it. Oh no, it's just like a freestanding pink veiny motherfucker <laughs> i have a gold i have a gold dildo that i won at a comedy show as like an award oh and, uh, i mean i posted guess an instagram picture holding it and i was like this is probably the closest i will come to winning an oscar great joke <laughs> um uh i mean i guess it's a vibrator because it it's like it vibrates but it's dick shaped and it's my first like dick shaped vibrator so i count it as like a dildo. it's it can mm-hmm. penetrate yeah I so Cool. I took that out of the the shower caddy before you guys got here, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have a dildo. I felt like I had to say that. Everyone else volunteered, so I felt like I had to share that I I do have a vibrator. I don't have a dildo. Yeah. I know. I've never. Lisa and I have matching vibrators. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Not a, like I. Well, I was gonna say not intentionally, but like <laughs> we didn't get them because they match. But we, got we a, did. We got a free we one. Got a free one. So. Oh, was it from that one thing? Yes. Oh my god, I got so many people got those vibrators. My one friend said she has one that like sucks her. Mm-hmm. They had that one. But I think it was sold out that when one I was sold out. Yeah. Like she's like, I don't need no man, no mouth, nobody. I'm out here on my own. That kind of this sucker. Me. I know. The sucker. AI. But... AI is coming for you. I mean, all of it. 
they have someone at the open mic that we were previously talking about <laughs> was doing a joke about how they have these AI faces now that look like human faces. And he's like, I fell in love with one of the faces. He's oh. like, he's the most beautiful person I've ever seen. And I didn't know it was a robot. Oh my god! And it's like they're com- this is over. What do you mean? Where was this? It was like, like photos a- on the internet. Oh, okay. He didn't like okay. see the actual okay. 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 thing, but yeah. I mean, I he didn't know. Yeah, that's the scary part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that to me, if it's a picture, I mean, it is still very scary. I just think that there's always some level. I've like listened. I've listened to podcasts on it, and I've talked to people, and so I for sure do not have a scientific <laughs> basis for any of this at all again this is a podcast yeah, yeah. a podcast we do not have to we literally don't have to know anything mm-hmm. um but i think that like there's just always i can't imagine in our lifetime ai taking over in the way that we're afraid of simply because it rains I mean, yes, that's, um, the sh- that's a classic one. Also, case in point, the shower. The AI can enter the shower. And also, now, I did have this moment of, like, is technology better than human interaction? And having shower sex is so hard, and this was so easy, and I was like, I get it now. Like, we can, you, everyone can go away. Like, but... But people are also so slow to catch on to things. True. Not, like, we're coastal elites quote unquote yeah and so to Not me quote it's, unquote. i mean yeah, no, we, we, are. we are we're fucking coastal elites uh <laughs> i'm an elite on either coast i don't care um <laughs> but if like you know there's people steve my boyfriend makes this joke that he's like he didn't get on the internet until like 2008 mm-hmm. and the internet is like amazing you know all all of these all these people that like don't uh, that refuse to get on stuff or use a electric version of something that already exists i just mm-hmm. don't i i don't know if they're like the the t- span of time that would have to happen in order for like everybody to be on board but i think well, the thing some, is that they they don't wait for your approval yeah like, sure i mean some 12th house placement might say that um it's already happened mm-hmm. like we are already so can you oh, yeah. get somewhere without your phone? Like my GPS broke for six months and I had to learn how to get around to Los Angeles. I didn't know. I had mm-hmm. no idea. And I've lived here for what, like seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's like we t- we've taken away the like primal skills that you should have had so that we can make room for like what seems more necessary or like being more artful or making more this or like going in this direction. But it's like, yeah, when it comes to that, it's like, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to like change a tire or tie a knot or be like any kind of like practical, like primal human. My mm. cousin, Laura Lee, who's a listener. Um, hey girl. Hi. She's in college and she told me that they learned that like kids who grew up with technology, their fingers like are shaped different. Yes. Oh my God. And it's like, it literally like yeah. it's, it's happening. That's why I got that? a pop socket. My, my pinky was starting to hurt from cradling my phone because i have to use it for work i have to like dm on instagram all day and i was like i get i made fun of the pop socket and now i live by it because otherwise my pinky would fall off Mm -hmm. and that's fucked up and i mean you know i talk about my tech neck all the time the rings on the trunk are just growing and growing from just looking down at my phone and looking down at my laptop and yeah i just i think with the phones and maybe this is me being idealistic um, but 
it maybe feels like kind of a Uranus and Taurus thing where we're kind of now kind of digging in, you know, Uranus and Aries. It's like we're making all of these inventions. We're coming up with all of these ideas and we're starting all of these things. But what's actually what do we actually want to continue to use? What's what's more practical? What's actually producing tangible results that we can see? And mm-hmm. I think that more people will start like once I mean I don't know I was gonna say like using things less but I think that there is I mean we've already seen it with like hipstery people with kind of returns to like artisanal type things Mm -hmm. and things that are made by hand slow food yeah Mm -hmm. all of that but I think that it's you know it's a trend just like anything else but I think it eventually because we're just also like so unhappy as a collective society Mm -hmm. well now we're even i mean like the cool new thing with phones is at least you can like set the like timers too of like hey like you've like i i set up for instagram for 20 minutes which i clearly go over every time and i usually like you know and i usually but then it like knowing the 20 has had me top out at like 40 minutes a day again i'm like we, we use it a lot for the podcast and we like, I use a lot for my personal and like all these, all this shit. So it's like, I need to use it. It is a tool, but I can get it what I need to get done in a day in like the 30 to 40 minute range. And before having a timer, I definitely could easily, that's when you get lost in like the scroll hole and all this. And like, it's the same like having my water app. I drink water cause an app tells me, and that's totally fine. Cause some people have depression and they can't remember to like, drink water or like you know maybe eat something that's good that makes them healthy or go take a walk or like there is benefits to this but oh, for sure honestly i have a real prejudice about paying for apps mm-hmm. like i'm like i won't and like i don't like it and whatever but Same. then i tried this is gonna be like sound like an ad but i tried 10 percent <laughs> happier the meditation app and i'm like i think i might buy it Mm. it's 90 dollars but it's like some apps are it's if you like it it's so good and like it just you can pick whatever you want whatever style of meditation you like whatever person you like they explain you what they're going to talk about and then you meditate for 15 minutes it's nice if you think about it you'd likely spend that much money over time on various you know going to a a guided meditation live somewhere or buying a like doing those download ones or something sure a guided Mm -hmm. meditation live is better than the app but the but I mean, like, like over time little you know the thing that scares me is like when oh like we use instagram for our podcasts more than anything probably mm-hmm. as, aside from like libsyn right yeah what if instagram wants to charge what if whatever you know it's like what yeah. I, I don't want to like set the precedent for myself that it's okay to pay like money for this stuff mm-hmm. I no think- but i think that is a great um i think that's a good like theory or idea of kind of bringing together all of these things where it's like oh how much i think eventually people are going to have to start charging for stuff like that because we're not going to have ways to make money the same way or like because it will be uh i don't know what the right word is but it'll be like then people will have to actually decide like oh how much do you is this worth yeah and also like i for i never thought in my life time like when i was graduating college i never thought in my lifetime that i would have to put that i know how to use instagram and facebook on a resume Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and now you do have to do that depending on what you're trying to sell yourself as Mm -hmm. obviously a comedy writer they want you to be able to do social media obviously 
uh, if you're applying for a social media job or like even like I applied for a restaurant job and the interview, the guy was like, oh, you have like all of this stuff like you could help us with this. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's like it's straight up like I know it's every time it gets tech talky, it's like it's black mirror. It's like they it's it's kind of in a way using like it's it's those things you shouldn't know about a person before they get hired. Like it's like judging someone off their name or judging them off their look or whatever. It's like, I want to see that your life looks acceptable or like, um, like a normal person. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, even I might've, I feel like I might've brought this up when we went, but me and Pablo went to like this development guy from FX was talking somewhere and they, everyone's like, how do you discover people? How does this happen? And he's like, Instagram, Instagram. I just want to see, like, I'll just go, you know, I'll just dig through Instagram, look at people's lives, like, look at this. Like, I want to see that once in a while. Like, they're like, do you mean, like, personal or, like, projects? Like, I mean, if you're creating, I kind of want to see that you link to, like, projects relatively often enough. Or, and, of course, like, if there's some personal mix, and I'm not going to judge you. If you're, like, posting, like, sad sh- shit every day, and then I might be like, is this someone I want to... I mean, because it's so much talent, but also, can I stand you? Or, like, can I, can I, do, do you seem chill? Do you go do cool things? And it's like, I could just hear all these, like, like horrible men just sigh, like, ugh, fuck. Like, I have to be good at being social. It's like, dude, you already have, like, all the other advantages. Yes. Like, the, for some people, they're just going to have to, like, show their life, which is weird. You mean what every other person has had to develop a personality to do for all mm-hmm. of time? Yeah. Because you've gotten every like easy way out of everything yes. ever yes you have to do it's it it's like your personality yeah. business card oh yeah. it's like they just well, want to see like do you go to writing functions do you go to this are you uploading links to projects blah blah and i was like i just thought it was interesting hearing him literally say that because it's the stuff you like assume but he's like no this is what it is and i was like okay well to link it back to the beginning of this conversation about us talking about our lives and stuff like that it <laughs> is also it's in it from i don't mean this for everyone on social media uh, but certainly from a develop a talent development standpoint that it's like, do people give a fuck about what you're doing or what you, who you are or like, do they like you as a person? Mm-hmm. Because if not, no one's going to, if people didn't like listening to us talk about ourselves, then people wouldn't listen to it and not, True. not like, Oh, whatever. Not, I don't mean like, Oh, we're so interesting to listen to, but people find people like, people and like listening to to people talk about real life issues and Mm -hmm. and and personal dramas and their opinions and things like that that's why we like any kind of art or whatever but it's like if you aren't participating in that then why would anybody think that you would be good what like why would you be good in a writer's room why would you have any kind of insight into like a funny thing that's going on if people don't know like Mm -hmm. or if you're even just like i mean put how much are you willing to put yourself out there yeah like because it's like if you're like absent of like anything that connects you to like real life people are going to wonder well can you write about um a family in nebraska can you write about an immigrant family in new york can you can you do any of this stuff and it's like yeah, probably not. But even, but can I fake? It's fake it till you make it a yeah. little bit too. It's just like cool. Like I'm a person that's out about doing things. Uh, I'm it's having wild. a real social media existential crisis right now. Just, uh, I mean, like Instagram specifically, Facebook because I just like don't really. Post. Facebook doesn't really exist. It's yeah. kind of for the pod. I love the Facebook group. If yes, you're not in the not what's in your it. sign friendship group, that's like a shining light of Facebook actually. 
Um, no, Facebook's for parents and our, our podcast posts pretty much and where I go like looking for casting for yeah. singles and weird people. I just have such a hard time figuring out what you put like, uh, being like too professional or being like mm, the personal f- and fun. And that's what like, mm-hmm. I'm, I think mostly about Instagram and I know I've talked about this before. I don't know if on the pod, maybe off pod, but just like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I think I was talking to my friend Kate and she made me f- like, gave me some interesting insight about Instagram that kind of like freed my mind this year. I've def- of like, when you get those Facebook memories, it's like so annoying because you're just like, oh, I don't want to think about my like ex from seven years ago or like someone that passed away or like this. This sucks. Like this is a horrible feature. And I do fear that one day Instagram will start doing the like they already have. do. They do. Yeah. yeah. A year ago today. I got one today. What? I yeah, have on Insta. Your pictures. Yeah. yeah. See the AI out here trying to fuck with our lives. But I like um like going through and deleting things i definitely talked about this before i'm like i deleted a bunch of things but you can push archive do you know about archive yes archive is chill because it's so much faster than deleting and you know what if you want to bring it back it's easy they just store it in a dumpster somewhere but just this idea of like oh this post it's like very marie kondo too it's like okay this purse this post served a purpose the time i posted and i liked how i looked in this selfie or i liked sharing this show or sharing this thing but you know like it can kind of disappear like there's no consequence of it also being erased from the public eye mm-hmm. uh, i do yeah. not care about my instagram at all yeah i just post whatever i want i share animal memes that i make in stories and so i cute. do not care i follow mostly hashtags oh you follow hashtags i've mostly. never followed a hashtag yeah, i before. follow like crystal healing i follow uh animal activism stuff and like oh. I just don't really like. I've never followed a hashtag. Yeah, you should. It, depending on what you like. I mean, I was doing cake decorating for a while, and then I started like eating a lot, and I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna fucking <laughs> do gotta this. Cut these hashtags. But yeah, like, <laughs> it definitely breaks up the monotony for me of people being like, I have a show tonight. I have a show tonight. I have right. a show tonight. And me being like, I don't have a show tonight. And then it's like a beautiful bath with crystals and flowers, and I'm like, oh, cool. Who cares? Like, mm. yeah, because I feel like. I guess that's it. I guess I want to just I I I want to be more of a well-rounded person online because it, I think I still think of it so much as like a professional mm. like place where it's like this is where you do this is where you do promotions or you write jokes because that's what this is. Right. But then I also want people to like I don't want to just be another show flyer in someone's feed. I like want to be sharing things. Mm-hmm. But then it also feels like I don't know. Well, it's tough when your life is having to promote yourself. Yeah. Right. Like, it's just like, guess what? Yep. Every week there's a what's your sign Monday. And you know what? I'm going to fucking share it till the day I fucking die because we need you guys and we work on it. And like, I I don't know. I I think that reminded me of something I wanted to say earlier about like about convert, like comment fighting is like. I think a lot of times with women too, it's like having to promote yourself feels like, oh my God, like, uh, and then also like fighting on posts or sending text messages or emails. Like I always feel like I have to send smileys or emojis or LOLs or haha to like, just, it's like, here's my tone by the way, because you know, I'm tone policing myself in this message. And I am also thinking about who am I to like, we get it. You're, you host a podcast. Like you post about it every day. And it's like, well, that's like, 
But that's like made up also in my head. Like no one's saying don't share this or don't be this or don't say that. Yeah. Well, I also hate it too because my mom told me when I was little that, and this has always been in my head, that people don't like pictures if there are no people in them. Mm. And I actually really hate it when you click on someone's page and it's all selfies or like all photos of them in like different outfits or whatever. I'm like, you're stupid. So like... But it does ring true to me because a picture of my face will get way more likes than a like a show flyer or every sunset or whatever. And it's like it does put this weird pressure on you that it's like now sometimes like when I promote the podcast, I'll just post a selfie and write like new. Yeah. New app out. And it's like, well, and I'm not even really doing what I want to do. I'm like posting the thing like it's it's so like counterintuitive. Should we just like put our like show flyer of the week like on our boobs <laughs> <laughs> like in vanderpump <laughs> like yes. photoshop a layer like on just like hell or, yeah or just pick like stock footage cleavage <laughs> yeah like, just like Something. here you guys only care about like flesh and anatomy and like judging if my face looks hot in this or not so well i think you just nailed it where it's like what what do i want to do versus what do I think that people are going to like more or like what am I doing this because this is going to get likes or, and what do I want to share and how do Mm -hmm. I reconcile those two things? Because you do have to have people. If you are in an artistic I'm more of a writer than a visual artist. That's Mm -hmm. more my thing. But I also don't like when people screen cap their notes and put it on Instagram. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But finding that medium, like figuring out where it is, where you're sharing something that you genuinely feel like sharing that doesn't feel like it's it's like emotional thirst trappy <laughs> or whatever um not that there's anything wrong with that but and that but then is also you know using it as a tool that can you know help mm-hmm. you. i mean i'm surprised by the way people's like boldness on instagram where i'm like oh you thought that was a good picture huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i see <laughs> I see what you're doing. Uh, well, I think this is a perfect I, it, transition into this week's to- topic. Totally, totally. Um, this week we are talking about your descendant. Ooh, that movie with George Clooney, yes, right? We're talking about the descendant. That <laughs> is what I researched. <laughs> I have a lot of facts. Shit. I thought we were talking about the descendants band. I know. I was just going to say. <laughs> oh, uh, shit. I, I'm not a. Uh, oh, God. Now I'm going to say. I was going to about to like drop cool suburban home that's a song that's a descendant song dude i'm gonna this i won't remember but i'll remember i'm gonna photoshop i'll photoshop george clooney in a descendants t-shirt for this there was a thing that just <laughs> make yourself a descendants um the guy uh the band the, I, mean, the, like, I know everyone has this tattoo i have like six friends with this I tattoo know, his name is ernie it's I don't like know. Some, people at home are like banging it's, on those. <laughs> all those descendants. I'm fans. more of a Decemberist <laughs> person <laughs> myself. Oh my I god! I went through like a hardcore Descendants phase. What is the Descendants George Clooney movie about? What? Oh, girl. Lisa, Lisa, I know you did the girl, research. I did all the research. It's in Hawaii. <laughs> Alexander Payne. It's good. I don't remember, to be honest. Um, the wife dies. Oh, mm. yeah. And he's George Clooney is a single dad. It's a Milo is the Descendants b- oh, okay. boy. Yeah. Um, you can Milo yourself. There was that like uh, 
not BuzzFeed, but something, one of those like apps that you could do. Mm-hmm. Um, He's a popular tattoo, that Milo. Yeah. But we're not talking about on any of those descendants. <laughs> well, we are wait, talking now about. I have to look at the Descendants movie because. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so far away from the microphone. <laughs> because I have a feeling it like works in astrology somehow. It probably Ooh. does. Because it's like his wife dies and like <gasps> relationships. I mean, it's relationships and it's like figuring out stuff. So we're talking about your descendant today. You know about your ascendant, but you also have. Have a descendant. This is the uh, the the seventh house axis. So it's you know that line. If you're looking at your natal chart, it's the uh, oh god, what's now? I'm thinking. Well, this the is axis like the, that's on your the, rising. What's, what's it called when you go through the center of a circle? X axis. Okay. Oh, the, the um. Fuck me. I know. Not that's the what, radius. Twice the radius. Yes. Whatever that is. Again, if someone else is banging on their steering wheel <laughs> or desk, wherever you're listening to this podcast. But uh, yeah, the horizontal axis of, of your natal chart is your ascendant descendant axis. Uh, so, you know, you're familiar with your ascendant, which is, you know, kind of what you project out into the world, the way that you come off in social situations, your physical appearance. But these are all kind of, you know, a lot of it is conscious choices. Some of it is not, but a lot, some of it is like learned behavioral kind of things. But these are, these are a lot of what I was reading is kind of like these, your ascendant are things that you are proud of yourself. Uh, Diameter. Qualities. There we go. Diameter. <laughs> oh, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, Circumference. I know. That's. I was like, I'm just start naming geometry (laughs) terms. Uh, But your ascendant are things, qualities that you embrace in yourself that you want to project, that you want people to know that you have. Uh, Whereas your descendant. Your shadow side is what you hide, girl. Mm -hmm. Also, in the movie The Descendants. His trust is going to expire in seven years. Coincidence? I think not. Oh, oh seven. seventh house. house seven. Seventh house. Yeah. Dang. So, you know, your ascendance, like when you're looking at your natal chart, it's like the east side where it's like it's projecting out and your descendant sits just right on the other western horizon. So this is when this where the sun, sun descended. Yes. Yeah, Lit- so. I mean, yeah. If you're thinking about literally the sun and the earth, <laughs> like how you measure it, mm-hmm. where the sun rises is your ascendant and then where it sits on the horizon is the mm-hmm. descendant and obviously your ascendant is all about your first house which is self again ascendant is what you're projecting what people are seeing and then it's interesting that the shadow side just from like researching this this always happens where i was like descendant's gonna be pretty straightforward of a topic don't think it's gonna wow me in any way shape or form and then of course <laughs> i'm like oh like it's so interesting this shadow selves is part of this relationshipy duality house where it's what we kind of wish or project or like see on other people or like it was just like it ended up being like way more loaded than like i realized or thought it was gonna be well i was wondering too if like it's like we what we hide is what only we're comfortable showing with those who we're closest to right so Mm -hmm. it's like something like that one of the things that i read is that the like the I, re- I loved this too, this topic, because I, there's like a bunch of stuff in my seventh house that is like all, all related to like all of these topics that we've been talking about, which is like self versus other and partnership mm-hmm. versus personal and all this kind of stuff. But one of the things was, you know, yes, it's what we project onto others, but also it, 
your descendant often is how your someone that you are in a relationship with, whether this be romantic or friendship or even a, a parental thing, but just someone who knows you intimately, um, is maybe how they would describe you. Oh. You wouldn't describe you that way, but they would say, "Oh no, you're very. You are this way. You're very." And I thought of it like with how my ascendant is Libra and my descendant is Aries. And um, wait, know. so hold right there because one of the things I read was this is the people you're most attracted mm-hmm. to. And mm-hmm. she does. Do I do date an Aries and he's like hella Aries <laughs> um, because it is, you know, you seek out those qualities that you are wanting to bring out in yourself. Right. In other people. So those things that you feel like you either are ashamed of or that you feel like you're maybe lacking that you don't possess. Mm-hmm. Um, you see that in someone else and you're like, oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and because I think it's all all of it to me. My takeaway from everything is that it's all a means of as with everything kind of just embracing the totality of who you are and embracing these things that are existing in you. And, uh, they might not be the things that you think are your good qualities, but they are there. And while someone can help you access them, Mm -hmm. it is not the other person that has those quality or it's not always the other person that, uh, like is the key to the things it's it's you inside you yes and so one of the things that i read that totally resonated with me that i i've said this many times is sometimes when you can't get over a person or if you have a lot of strong feelings i'm thinking romantic at this point but like if there's a person that you're like really hung up on oftentimes it's not actually that person it's the way that that person like it's who you felt like you were with that person or who you could be Mm. because of that person and so it's less about like oh you're not it's not that specific person that you're supposed to be with it's that you need to tap into oh when you were hanging out with that person they made you feel like you could access like a more uh cerebral and like intellectual type of part of you that you don't feel comfortable expressing because Mm -hmm. whatever so this is like a high thought that my (laughs) friend caitlin ritchie who's also a listener um told me um and it kind of i think resonates with what you're saying but did you know that when you remember something you're not remembering it. You're remembering the last time you remembered it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's like exactly what I feel about this kind of topic where it's like, you're not like, you're not like, it, you are like projecting yourself onto someone else in a way, but it's, mm-hmm. you're more like trying to see what you can be to yourself or something. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, if you guys didn't know, your descendants going to be your polarity of your rising, just yes. a cheat code yes. to oh, like, yeah knowing that's your seventh house cusp but just whatever is the opposite of your rising which means capricorn and i was like so triggered reading about all this shit because i'm just like i was just talking about how i just accepted earth sign like earth signs in my life and how i'm like seeing the value which i think learning about astrology like this where we're just like immersing ourselves and talking about it frequently is like oh yeah i'm just learning to take in these qualities of other people that will enhance my qualities as a person and it was I was reading something and I have a list of these descendant um, like qualities that you might be attracted to because like a lot of it is tied with relationship stuff. It's like who you might like what you were saying, Julie, of like who might like attract you and who might this, but also these 
qualities that you're going to like repress in yourself because you only want to see it in somebody else. Like that's not me. That's this person. And I don't mind it in this person. And sometimes it kind of brings it on me, but I don't know if this is like, I want this to be me per se. Well, sometimes your descendant qualities are also things that you actually, that you intellectually say, Oh, I don't like that. Right. If you were saying like, actually all of these types of qualities really repulse me yeah for, for your capricorn example be like oh like someone who's like really just like rigid mm-hmm. and by the books and always wants to work and is really focused and can't relax and whatever you'd be like i'm not like that i'd hate that in a person yeah well but then mine you, is scorpio yeah <laughs> also oh, i was thinking exactly. about which is so funny oh, because i was thinking I'm like, about you lisa <laughs> i'm not manipulative but i did definitely make a snarky joke about la booking emails at the beginning of the fucking podcast so it's like okay mm-hmm. you know yeah. Well, or just think um what made it more interesting to me was not even thinking of like oh i hate the opposite of my rising but what in my rising do i overcompensate for with the rising like i was mm-hmm. thinking about like it was saying like, oh capricorn descendant like you don't want anyone to ever think that you're cold or rational or like this or like straightforward because i was like no because my cancer rising and this has been a topic with every ex I've ever had were, or, or friends were like, I instantly, just like how I was saying with tone, I get so like, I want to be a peacekeeper. I want to be, I always thought this was a Midwestern thing. I think it's cancer rising now just of like wanting to be like, everything's good. We're all good. Like things are fine. No, this restaurant's pretty okay. And it's like, you can say it sucks. And it's like, but like some to have something suck is so like mean. And it's like, but you are allowed to be mean. You're actually allowed mm-hmm. to like say something's bad or like, stand your ground on something and you don't have to explain why or so I was like having a lot of moments being like oh this is why I need to learn about this because this is a good reminder of like overly sweetening everything for no reason besides to for other people and not for me at all and the people that love you the most that usually are aware of your descendant usually like that quality about you Mm. too that's the thing like uh, when I think of the way that um, some of my oldest friends would describe me. They would say something like, oh, like you're very like uh, you say su- super outrageous, blunt things or like mm-hmm. you are an instigator. You are like uh, not not yeah. like pots, but like you're Scott always gets mad at me because I tell him I'm going to murder him every day. <laughs> Scorpio so descendant. Yes. <laughs> but it's like those those are the people that people like that about you. And that's not that's, right. You know, sometimes I think uh, right now I'm thinking of like um you know in like movies or whatever when someone like goes to college and they're like best friend their childhood best friend like goes and then Mm -hmm. sees them with this like Mm -hmm. new college friend and they're like who are you i don't even know you Uh and it's because it's like they you're not they're a different person with them because it's a different like aspect of that but they're not just like with anything too i think it's important to remember like neither of these are more real or authentic or like you're oh if you're if you have a descendant and you're not embracing it then you're like full of shit and you're a fucking phony this Mm -hmm. is also me talking to myself um but it's all like just they're they're all components i really like anyone that calls anyone a phony (laughs) (laughs) you're a prude and a phony (laughs) i think this subject brought up a couple of like kind of more existential questions for me Mm -hmm. um one of which being that um I wrote it down because I feel like I, I'm going to say it wrong. Uh, so I'm like, I feel like the way that I've been 
exploring astrology more, especially like since the new year is like in a more scientific way of trying to kind of come up with my own theories and then test them and like yeah. see and look at other people and then figure out. And so one of the things that I'm really interested in right now is that I think that every placement is only as important as how it relates to your moon sign. Okay. And so I think that, um, and maybe this is just because I always look to myself first Mm -hmm. and maybe it's just because my descendant and my moon are both water. I like made that thing where I'm like, Oh, this is like, makes sense. Yeah. Because I also think because your your moon is kind of what you try to hide and you're, you're, it's a little bit of more, more suppressing energy and stuff like that. Um, so I'm wondering what you guys think about that. I totally agree with that from the research that I did for this episode, because one of the things that I came across was, um, shamanic astrology. Uh huh. And, in i i'm certainly not an expert on this um but from what i was reading a lot of ancient astrology or some some forms of it moon sign was much more important because it is more individualized in your chart because Mm. the moon changes every two and a half days your sun sign stays for 30 days so there's so much room for variation within that so to identify with your sun sign is kind of real broad strokes but the moon you know, is going to be like real that. And then another kind of uh, idea of shamanic astrology is that your moon sign is kind of like not past lives, but it is kind of like the foundation of skills that you're coming into this life with in a lot of ways where it's like, this is, these are skills and that doesn't have any kind of qualitative connotation, but it Mm -hmm. is like, Oh, you're here. So to me that fits totally because it is figuring out how like you said to like uh understand and deal with your shadow side through these lenses of someone else perceiving me versus oh what do i what walls do i build or what mechanisms do i have in order to protect myself or hide these things that i Mm -hmm. am sensitive about well, and then how do I bring them out? Are you saying I, like of like what the placements are? Uh, like every placement. So mm-hmm. th- it came up first here with mm-hmm. descendants. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe because also like I realized that I'm like a cis woman mm-hmm. and I identify with female energy, receptive energy. Like that's definitely me. I cancer moon, all that like definitely like resonates with me. So mm-hmm. I wonder if like a man who's into astrology maybe ha- might have more identification with their son or you know i don't know Mm, i don't mm -hmm. know but so for me i started thinking it down from starting here at descendant and thinking like oh well how does my moon relate to my venus and how does my moon relate to my mercury and all that and i just like for me it was kind of eye-opening i'm like oh i do think that this is a really important part of astrology for me Mm -hmm. not sure if it relates with everyone i think the moon is like usually one we all like can agree is like it's pretty important i feel like I mean, how can it not? To me, it's just like a how can it not be? Like well, to me, like Aries and Capricorn are also similar. Similar. Oh energy yeah, no. Wise, as soon so- as you said that, I was like, okay. Well, I'm thinking of like my Ram Moon. A Capricorn's like another little goat person, and then also, I mean, my rising is a moon like ruled thing, also. Right. And I want to be seen as like really nice, maybe, and also because growing up. I think I've like aged out of it a bit. And I think my mom talked about it a bit on our Patreon episode where my mom came on of just like how like I used to get this so much more when I was growing up of like, you sound like a bitch, like you come off really like this and then you come off this and like, 
but when I'm a kid, I'm like, yeah, so what? Like, cool. Like, that's good. Like, fuck everybody. Suck my clit as earlier. But um, I think it's just the things I can allow myself to feel and do and be like not afraid to hurt people's feelings or like to say what I'm saying because like my moon inherently wants yeah. that. Also, also, I have a 10th house moon. So mm-hmm. with Cap, like yeah. with Capricorn, that so, makes so much sense. Your moon is square. You're rising too, as mm-hmm. is mine. Mm-hmm. And same, I mean, and also my descendant too, having I because my moon is fourth house Capricorn, and so I think all of those things of like the and with Libra rising wanting to be like harmonious and Seventh polite house. and refined and and um cor- like correct mm-hmm. and fair and all of those things but then also having this side of me that is like totally irrational and unfair and and mm-hmm. blunt and very um provocative <laughs> we'll say just like think i had like a real um your moon thing definitely resonates me because i was looking at another placement and we'll get back to everybody else's placements quickly but um i was looking at i don't think i ever like actually recognize like look i looked at my chart very deeply this week and a lot i looked a lot about my moon and my like aspects with that and there were things that i just like cried over stuff that i was like oh my god that makes so much sense Mm -hmm. and that's so and just like but it felt part of this descendant conversation because it was like in embracing all of these really intense emotional placements that I have that are very like that aren't nece- that are I, I don't identify with in my like outward life necessarily. But I'm like, oh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, you're like really intense and emotional and mm-hmm. like all of those things. And that's a w- like you don't have to use that all the time, but that is part of you and embracing that and and finding ways to share that is important Mm -hmm. so my second existential question (laughs) that i came to um which is something i have always kind of felt about rising signs how much of this is a choice do you think how much i mean it's not um obviously most of our choices are based in experience and based in the way we were brought up. And like we've touched on it multiple times, like you saying, you know, people called me this and I've always Mm -hmm. tried to not embody that because I didn't like the way it felt. Right. But you know, how much of this is, are we putting on how much of it are we, you know, this is a choice, what you're willing to share with others. Talking about social media earlier, Mm -hmm. how you want to come off that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think looking more into descendants, did like flip this like backward switch of ascendance for me too, where I was like, Oh wait, I always thought it was this kind of like unwilling thing. It's just how you come off, but it is like you're making the efforts to come off like this. So I do think there is like, I feel like it's like 70% conscious. I think so too. And then like there's a little, and then there's a little bit of just like un tethered factors but then i think this descendant thing is really where it's not it's out of your control i think it's just yeah it's I, in there i think suppressing it is also a choice absolutely mm-hmm. well i think that's what all of it is because i think that i think that there is an aspect to ascendance especially if we're talking about how it influences physical appearance i think that there is you know that's something you can't control um but i think that it's the majority of it is responses to people's reactions of of your 
person or whatever. So if you are, um, if you look like you are someone who's really receptive and, and, um, kind and nurturing and soft and welcoming, but then they talk to you and then you're not that way. You defy that expectation. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to have a response that says, Oh, like you're rude. You're this, you're, you're a bitch, whatever. Mm -hmm. Or, and then you'll be like, wait, but I'm, I'm not, but I also know that I have like, I have to live up to an expectation or also I want, if I want to be, I think of it too as like how we, what we think we need to hide in order to be accepted and loved. Mm-hmm. Or, Absolutely. Or if you start acting the way of your descendant, maybe that's going to bring you the people that you needed in your life that you didn't even know you needed because you've been turning this off switch oh, for sure. to these things that you think you wanted. But in reality, you want the people who can... It's this dumb Marilyn Monroe code of like, if you can't handle me and my descendant, you don't deserve me and my ascendant. Or like, even it's that, just that's like, an ascendant quote. That <laughs> is not a descendant quote. True. That is a, that is a, I'm testing you because I don't think you can hand because mm-hmm. I need to know that you can handle my descendant before I show you my descendant. <laughs> uh, that's a, I'm protect. You know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely. I just like the idea. I just got the imagery of showing someone your descendant, just like flashing. Them. It's like her. It's the Marilyn Monroe skirt lifting up. That's her. I'm, well, for me, it's like crazy because, well, not crazy. I know we're not supposed to use that word. I'm all over. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, I uh, I have so much Taurus, mm-hmm. and in the twelfth, right? But then I have a lot of eighth house placements and my descendant is Scorpio. Uh And so for me, it's like a real balance all the time where I'm this and I'm this and I'm in in Mm -hmm. a dichotomy. And I think everything exists on a spectrum from, you know, the length of your nails to your mental health. Like it's Mm -hmm. just, I don't think anything is permanent. And I think it's hard for me to carve out a space for myself in the world because I feel two ways about everything. Mm. And then I hate Gemini's because they feel two ways about everything. And it's like, I see it in myself, you know, uh-huh. but I don't hate them. I love Brandon Cooney. <laughs> <laughs> Not I, all Gemini's. Nah. I, well, I, this makes me think of, and this is like, again, getting into like making up, but maybe a new theory. And I'm interested to propose it to y- y'all listening and to us is I wonder since ascendant is so much about also with appearances, but descendant is this like, partnership but also like you know it's seventh house it's libra it's venus it also is appearances too i'm guessing i wonder if this is a little bit of a cue fashion wise this is like really random to like maybe try dressing like your descendant if you've like never have before but you've been like what would like because now i'm thinking of like capricorn people and i do like how they dress usually you know what i mean like i'm just thinking of like Mm -hmm. the people in my life and i'm like oh i like I like your vibe. Like, I like that you wear cool two pieces. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm just thinking from a very Venusian, yeah. Venusian standpoint. I well, think that's this, a cool idea. Also, this is like, you know, everyone has a Taco Bell order and everyone has a real Taco Bell order. <laughs> and that's like your rising and your descendant, you know? Yes. You're, oh you're, I'll have uh, one taco and your um Give me six items mm-hmm. and I'll spend thirteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Cheesy roll ups. Mm-hmm. Uh, cheesy roll ups. Also, Baja Bless, highly underrated. Uh, did you know it was chemically created in order to taste best with their food? Really? Yes. I believe that. Good for them. That science, baby. Hell yeah. Science. I fucking love science. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's I mean I could continue talking about all of this. 
Also, my fucking north note. My north note is also in Aries, and Aries is on my descendant too. I do. And, I, it's it's Pluto. And Jupiter and my only retrograde planet is on my fucking descendant. Dude, this all when you start really your Pluto's on your descendant. Not on it, but close but like, by. Yeah. When you yeah, start yeah. Da Vinci coding this shit, they're like, like you were saying with your houses and like eighth house, and then you have thing. Scorpio. It's like Pluto on the descendant yeah. is eighth, it's eighth yeah. house, twelfth. Yeah. It's all the same. It like exactly. all you, you just like destruct it, and it all makes sense. And but it's I feel trippy. like my brain's gonna explode though. <laughs> well, I'm not meant to know this much. I forget <laughs> who posted it, but someone I couldn't, po- and I don't know what the quote was. So it doesn't matter if I attribute it to whoever's account anyways. But it was when some, you mess it up. I know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it was something about like the most suffering that we bring ourselves is trying to define ourselves. Mm-hmm. And totally. I think it's I think that fits for all of for everyone as we go now into all of the kind of like keywords and stuff. But it's just like you're not either or you're both of them. And you don't have to be a person that's all the time fair and and harmonious and nice or you don't have to always be stable and this you can be both people because you you still have your like core things and being one or the other doesn't like refute that it doesn't undo everything else this is so unrelated but i don't know why it came in my head (laughs) i don't like pete holmes but i am gonna quote pete holmes right now um he has some joke where he's like I don't think hell is like what whatever breaking sitting in fire all day or whatever right. but I think it's not being able not getting a 10 minute break to talk about how shitty it is. Yes. Ooh. Oh man, what a fucking idea. But that's yeah, it's that word. Sorry it's like, Pete that I said I hate you. You were creepy to one of my friends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's not let's not make it weird. Um, <laughs> I'll save mine. Uh no, but I, yeah, I think it's just like you can't Tying it all in. You're not a fucking robot. You can't be. You're rising all the time. That's not real. Dude, what you said just like right before the Pete Holmes go to was like, (laughs) was reminding me of like, of just like, oh, like even like my cancer risings always waited for like that really cute. So I'm going to take like a cute candid picture of me. But my Capricorn descendant knows that I just need to do this myself. Like I, no one's going to get a good shot but me. So like just give me. Give me, give me some good lighting and give me the phone because I'm, I'm the only one that can get these angles. So it just, that just like clicks. Yeah. It's like, well, why am I even fronting like I'm going to get that cute candidate? It ain't going to, it ain't going to happen. It and never happens. Let me add this one <laughs> thing too, because before we go into these keywords, which sorry, you guys to keep you waiting so long. <laughs> Baited breath. Not sorry. Uh, the thing Who's that pod? you're. Our pod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that you're hiding is often the thing that people are like connecting to Mm. and so if you don't let people like your descendant stuff you're gonna push them away and that and then it just feeds into your beliefs of why you need the ascendant because oh nobody likes this thing but it's like right people tried to like that thing and you were like no that's not me (laughs) right don't like that about me instead of being like oh wow i didn't think you knew that about me because that's a thing i hide from everybody damn so just things to keep in mind uh, you know when you're when you're looking at your AC DC DC baby. Oh, whoa! <laughs> oh, th- you about to get thunderstruck, baby? <laughs> okay. So, uh, as Stevie mentioned, your AC and DC are polarities. So, um, 
we'll go through some keywords for the combinations of the two. Um, obviously, flip them and we'll expound. You get it. You're smart. Um, so first, Aries-Libra uh, combinations. Aries rising, Libra descendant. Um, I think, you know, keywords. I mean, keywords for both pairings is going to be, you know, self versus partnering forming your own identity versus a group identity uh you know needing to be having your needs versus understanding other needs all of these things but i think like the the major lesson is that you just like learn you're gonna learn through partnerships learning your ident learning about your identity and learning about identities as a entity (laughs) Mm -hmm. through relationships with people uh, yeah, um, th- this one from like Cafe O Soul was just talking about the descendants and like attractiveness. But if your descendants in Libra, like you're probably gonna just want that like that like fancy person and just like a, you're like yeah you're an Aries rising, but like you're actually like super committed and like you there is like that you want that like beauty and 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 what Julia was saying like with partnership. And then um, on the flip, if your descendants in Aries, like you want people who are like brave and bold and will like get you out of like just like probably just staying and watching netflix like you want someone that actually like wants to go do life things um which makes sense i mean these are like when we're we've talked about these signs and it makes sense that they're going to bring out those different characteristics when they're a polarity Mm -hmm. i just had a image like flash in of like this is so heteronormative and whatever but it is like the like you don't know you're beautiful (laughs) kind of thing where it's like Mm -hmm. we all are wanting there's like this romantic ideal because a lot of this a lot of stuff where descendant comes up is compatibility and talking about romance and and Mm -hmm. because it is your seventh house and so that's what we go to you know most readily Uh, but thinking about like someone seeing something in you that you didn't see yourself yeah well there is like this unspoken like you're gonna help me fill this hole you know what i mean um but like (laughs) with that dildo (laughs) with the dildo in the show but like this one says for the libra risings which makes sense is like you're gonna be drawn to partners that help you make decisions doesn't that sound nice libra rising like to have someone help you be like no pick that dress you said you liked comfort comfort to know and that's a sad example but think about it <laughs> this conversation does not so pass funny. the back <laughs> that dress is so comfy that's so funny but like if you think about it if you are a an aries who's you know i'm gonna paint with broad strokes here but that's like selfish and always causing the scene and saying the blunt thing like wouldn't it be so nice to have someone so like charming and refined and be diplomatic. like i like i like you mm-hmm. it's that you know what i mean so it's totally so you can do this for yourself too and you can recognize these things in yourself and be right like, hey i choose this part of you too i, I can't i'm codependent <laughs> <laughs> i think when, when anything says romantic partner depending on where you are in your life i think fill that in with what you want out of your workplace or what you want out of your family or your friends like yourself it, it, your fill it for yourself. yourself yeah all so. of it um all right taurus scorpio axis uh taurus, hell yeah dude hell, shout out talking about it um you know, this is going to be working with shared versus your own possession versus, you know, underneath uh, taking a st- like a fixed position very outwardly and kind of what's what's hidden meanings. Also, sex and money. 
mm-hmm. you know these kinds of things of of um one of the things that i thought was super interesting because you're a taurus rising lisa uh was the idea of like having your taurus descendant was like also about hiding how like what a what a like sexual uh not not attractive person it's like the like magnetism and all of that like being like oh like that's a like hidden what they just kept using this phrase that was like not letting letting people know what a fucking like sorceress it was like that kind of thing i was like Mm -hmm. well i think i do so i think it's interesting too for shared versus personal right because i'm so willing to share intellectually mm-hmm. and i perform and i give my opinions and i definitely talk about sex a lot on stage which you know some might say it's a hack some might say it's quite original um judge yourself yeah come check out the show uh, i don't think this comes out whatever um but i think yeah like i am willing to share that again and intellectually but like not my body not my you know what i mean like i'm not ever probably gonna be in an open relationship that's not Mm. like i'm not interested in that i like very descendant very choosy like one person gets this kind of i have a tattoo nobody has it's not on instagram you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's like totally Mm -hmm. well and that i mean the descendant in scorpio too was like this site was kind of talking about like someone who's down to get deep and transform you know all those good scorpio things that like Again, a Taurus as a polarity kind of can need. It's like they're sensible and they want, you know, things their way and this like this. But a Scorpio is like, no, babe, let's hold each other and watch the world burn, babe. Well, and it's the idea of like the bull versus the like watery, the scorpion, where it's like the bull is very like what you see is what you get. This, my way is like I stand at my ground or like I push through and you see the work that I'm doing. I'm giving you up front who I am where Scorpio is all about like, Oh, I'm subtly manipulating this situation. You didn't even know I was doing it. Mm-hmm. And then it, if you're like the, the tour, uh, like uh, the flip, but your descendant, um, in Taurus, um, I mean, you just need someone that's like down to like be home with you, cook a meal for you. Like just like n- that nurturing ship that like your Scorpio rising is like, I don't need anybody, but deep down, that's a fucking lie. And it's like, and again, this can be however it means. Maybe that means you need to spend more time at home making your meals for the week getting grounded at home getting in that routine like feeling like you're not like just like going wherever you're called and really like centering back on like your money and your needs and your food tough life one of the things that i read about scorpio rising taurus ascendant is that scorpio rising um can be uh because it is so attuned to like subtleties and nuance and hidden things it can be um like the product of a traumatic childhood upbringing a mm-hmm. traumatic relationship things like that because you're learning to anticipate needs before they are spoken and learning to do things kind of behind the scenes so you don't cause a stir um so thinking about that in terms of like healing especially in like a healing self relationship of like being being stable being out front with things and being like mm-hmm. having either a person that helps you identify those things in yourself or like nurturing those things in yourself too of like standing up for your comfortability needs this it doesn't always have to be you know uh transformative and and revolutionizing and changing and mm-hmm. death and sex and whatever it can be 
comfy and cozy and warm and the same thing and you it can be used to it and it can be you know a thing that you just like and that's that's cool too mm-hmm. hell yeah um gemini sagittarius access uh this is about you know uh i think like intellectual versus or like intelligence versus wisdom um and kind of like uh tangible facts versus kind of universal truths also like bold statements versus kind of very contained um individualized things Mm -hmm. you know like theories versus uh you know this is my personal thing kind of making things person and then again just like all of them like personal versus group so it's like my thoughts versus thought Mm -hmm. uh ideas things like that and then you know brought travel versus local siblings versus humanity Mm -hmm. yeah the descendant in sag was kind of talking about a little bit of like just having someone again it makes sense with like um this gemini-ness of like you want someone that's like cares about like philosophy and the outdoors and going out and like doing all these things and just like getting deep with each other and on the flip the gemini is going to be in that more shorter span like a third house sort of vibe of like of just like feeling young like of going out and like i mean they're baby little twins playing with each other so like for your descendant in gemini like just getting out there and like living life essentially like i mean i think Gem- we've talked about this before with players like i feel like gemini and sag are like maybe like to me the most similar of the polar like i feel like they're not yeah. too much of a stretch but they do do like the same things just really differently so i think that that makes sense when you're maybe attracted to these qualities of just ex- it's like expanding on the qualities you both have and the different ways that you bring it to the table. Mm-hmm. This thought just came to me. I think it might work for all of the polarities and all of the ascendant descendants, but you guys got to see the Lego movie too. <laughs> Lego movie too. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, it's have you seen it? I don't want to spoil it. No, I probably won't see it though. Okay. So you can tell well, me. Well, skip ahead if you don't want to hear the spoiler this about it's Lego two spoilers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's about the older brother and the younger sister and they can't get along there with their, th- with the Legos. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to figure out they're fighting over the Legos and all the, their Lego world is like imploding because whatever. And they have to like figure out a way to, Meld make their way make uh, the world yin but yeah. both, yin but yin. both seeing each other as the emin- the, the enemy, enemy right you're trying to ruin our world we're trying to ruin then they're like no you try to ruin mm-hmm. our world and you're like wait what yeah mm. and it turns out that all along they just, connect they just wanted other. to play together you know like damn it's real it's real i mean yeah i was crying it's fine well that's true though because i mm-hmm. think it is like the i i Gemini Sag, I think it's like Gemini is so um, focused on the immediate and their personal truth and being making sure that they're backed up by the facts and this and which is very, you know, real time, whereas Sag is very high, broad concepts and universal truths and stuff like that. But you can't be all in there because you still are an individual living in real time. So I think that Gemini reminds you like, oh, yeah, you can have like immediate opinions about a thing, too. It doesn't all have to be part of this bigger, higher thing. You can travel and be a citizen of the world, but you also live in a neighborhood that you can kind of participate in, Mm -hmm. too. And then for Gemini, it being the opposite of being like, yeah, there's more out there. There's like a whole world of Geminis. (laughs) Everything is awesome. And everything exactly. is cool when you're part of a team, you know. That's true. Whoa! You guys really it's the Lego, Lego movie. movie too. 
uh, Capricorn, Cancer, Axis, uh, you know, family versus career, home versus public, you know, nurture versus, you know, responsibility take on the, the, uh, I don't know what the right word is for that, but like lack of nurture, be the one who gives the, the nurturing or like the, the hard line. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, the descendant, um, and this was me. So hi, uh, for the cancer rising for de- de- descendant Capricorn was like, you know, finding those people that are ambitious and practical, basically like Saturn, Saturn shit, like, moon is all emotional and that's great we need you out here but like also like you need to get over it and like what help who helps you get like the job who get who's getting the job done um and then on the flip side if you're descendants in cancer i mean you just might need some like straight up nurturing some like i mean i know we talk in these gendered like mommy vibes but like like just that warmth of like that maternal like like someone that's just like gonna be there at the end of the day. I think that's what we relate with maternal, right? Is like a mother's love is, mm-hmm. you know, unbiased and is this it's there through thick or thin. No like when there's a problem, like a mom usually knows how to fucking figure it out. So I think that's like it's like finding those emotional routes to your practical day to day problem solving. And I think it's also the idea of um like connection and um like you're you're a team because I think the Capricorn ideal is so much about the individual and so much of being the you are the responsible one you're the figure you're the mm-hmm. person you're you're doing all of the things and then I think cancer is also like hey I I jumped on like I'm hooked on you I got you like you're part you're part of my collection of things now and so yeah. you are like you I care for you i worry about you you're not alone mm-hmm. in this kind of thing well this is actually my favorite polarity because they seem so different but i don't think they are at all right i think that cancer what cancer handles is um all of the things you don't see it's jazz you know <laughs> it's the beats you don't play but mm-hmm. capricorn handles all of the things you do see and so it's like I think sometimes that when we're handling all the things, it's kind of ascendant descendant too. And we're handling all the things that everyone sees. A lot of the times we're not taking care of what's inside. A lot of the times you're sick, but you look great, you know, or you're, you know, it's anorexia, bulimia. Mm -hmm. Like when I have a friend that like lost a bunch of weight because she was sick and everyone's like, you look great. And she's like, I'm sick, you know? And it's like, it's so like, cool, yeah cool I, that you feel comfortable commenting on my appearance like, right all the time but right and i so i think that um this polarity is like very necessary because it's like you have to handle both you can't have you can't just take care of your mental health right you can't just take care of your physical appearance it's like you mm-hmm. have to really mm-hmm. do both mind and body baby i love it uh <laughs> leo aquarius axis uh you know individual versus group mm-hmm. uh, individual creativity your point of view your essence your kind of wants and needs and opinions and and those things versus what's good for the group what's um what is truly unique is it just special because it's you or is it actually is it actually special you know um or can things be can they be both? Can you be an individual and be in a group? And can you also 
like still feel like an individual even though you are caring for a group mm-hmm. yeah with the descendant if you're the leo rising with your descendant in aquarius just talking about like you're gonna feel you know fueled and these are things that if you think about rejecting it of someone that's just like goes doesn't give a fuck goes their own way isn't worried about like the public eye of, of judgment i mean we've talked about before with aquarius and leo one being the rock star aquarius who doesn't care and leo the pop star who was like well actually it's really important that like how people think of me and like that i'm like top of the charts and this and it's like the Aquarius is like they'll get it eventually man you know like they'll find the albums later down the road um so i think just a leo rising is gonna like the the openness of the aquarian um and the same for like vice versa if your descendants and leo just like if you're aquarius rising it's like you probably need that like big bold ass leo ass bitch that's like gonna make you just like get out of your head too and like maybe maybe focus a little bit more on yourself and like be devoted and like do all of those like big gestury things so i think um again like Leo Aquarius are like a funny polarity to me because, again, they are singing the same song, just in a different genre. Mm-hmm. Well, it's that idea of like you aren't uh, what makes you unique isn't what you give to the world or whatever. It's like you. You are the gift, mm-hmm. too. And I think that's or what, the opposite or the opposite too, where it's like, no, you are not the gift. You give the gift to people. So it's, you know, finding finding that balance of like recognizing where you are the individual, but also making sure that it's being shared for, for group purposes and not just for your own selfish ends. Well, I think anyone in the entertainment industry definitely has this cycle, right? Of like, I perform stand-up comedy because I want to make people laugh. It doesn't mean I think that there's not enough laughter in the world. What does it mean? But mm-hmm. then it becomes a reward for me. And then it, you know, it's a cycle. It's like volunteering somewhere mm-hmm. where people are like, I do it because it, makes me feel good and it's like well then are you helping people you know what i mean it's like a cycle that you are you actually finding a thing that you want to volunteer because it makes you feel like you are contributing like yeah that that you are using your unique gifts in Mm -hmm. that way or are you just doing it because you want to feel good like well they talk about that with like ethics and altruism like some people will argue that mother Teresa was like the biggest narcissist because in theory it's like i mean it's like i don't agree with that necessarily but i can see the like philosophical argument of like is there altruism because at the end of the day it is making you feel like you're getting fueled off that again it's a good thing that you're doing it but like does the reason why you're doing it matter well i think it's more of it would be i think this is more of like an existential one too because it's like okay are you are you just going to a soup kitchen because you know that that's a place that you go and you want to know you want people to know that you care about the world or are you finding a specific organization to help using something that you specifically do well Mm -hmm. like are you going oh you are a good painter are you volunteering in an after school like instead of going to that soup kitchen why don't you go do a thing where you get to like actually use the gifts that you were given for a bigger purpose Mm -hmm. you know toads but also just like volunteer however you want to do <laughs> don't far be it for me to tell you not to do anything donate money yes yeah. aclu needs you yes. Mm-hmm. yes 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 uh and finally virgo pisces axis uh you know structure versus the dis- disillusion of structure uh very solid you know 
practical effect, like effective things versus that dreamy gray area stuff routine versus, you know, dis, what's disassociation, (laughs) delusion, dreams, Mm -hmm. mental, physical communication versus psychic unseen. Mm -hmm. Um, for the Virgo rising peeps, um, a descendant in Pisces, like, I mean, you're gonna like, I mean, talk, talk about like bringing out like sensitivity and like intuitiveness and also um touched on caring about like family and your roots of like wh- like where you came from and like who you are which I never really thought of with Pisces but it ca- I can kind of see it since they are you know the 12th and it's kind of just like well how did we get here man and like and you know our history is something to you know if, if we don't learn it we're doomed to repeat it and I think that's like really interesting of like thinking of life on a bigger scale than just day-to-day routine but however, like if your descendants in Virgo, like you're going to want that routine. You're probably like Pisces rising. You're like, damn, it's so hot that you like are organized and you're funny and you're like down to earth and you're like all these cool Virgo things that like it's hard for like a Pisces rising just like naturally grasp. So it, again, it's time and management and like practicality and just like how do you show up in your day to day? I think it's also like definitive. I feel like you bring this up a lot, Lisa, when you talk about Pisces rising and people um having ideas about who you are before you've given them any ideas that they that you are an easy canvas to kind of project whatever it is that the the viewer thinks you are Mm -hmm. um so i think that that would make you sensitive to um you know not wanting to be upsetting to people like you're not trying to like cause cause a stir so kind of being a little bit more fluid and being more i'll be whatever you need me to be in this thing i can kind of push I can experience all of these things so I can push down maybe my more immediate, more uh, bristling needs or whatever. Mm-hmm. But what you also need is for someone to be like, no, this is who I am. This is what we're doing. I need, this is my schedule. I follow these rules and these are the the things. Mm-hmm. I kind of also think of Pisces as everything in Virgo as nothing and not in the terms of everything and nothing. But like, you know, if thinking of, uh, I'm thinking of your mom, Stevie, mm-hmm. but she's an interior designer, you know, like minimalism versus like kitsch, you know, like uh-huh. I think Virgo's very like organized and Pisces is like, look at all my mom, look at all my teapots, you know, yeah. it's yes. like, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, which I think is interesting. Um, I also was just on a vacation with two Pisces and we saw, I don't know if you guys have seen these moon phase necklaces. Mm-mm. They're kind of cool. I wish they were rings. But um, because I don't really wear necklaces, but they like tell the phase of the moon on your birthday. And then it's like personality traits based on the moon phase. Oh, so it's if it's like a, a waning yeah. crescent, waxing crescent, new moon, full moon, like that kind of stuff. I've seen that on some chart birth chart, like calculators. They'll tell you like what it was that day. Yeah. And one of the ones that my mom, who's a Pisces, uh, the one that she had. I thought it was a very good read for a Pisces. Like I didn't, it does, it doesn't obviously like have anything mm-hmm. to do with your sun sign, but, or whatever. But, um, it was saying like that your, your challenge in this world, like you, you have all these like dreamy spiritual, like ascending, you know, uh, crown chakra shit mm-hmm. in your life. That's not how it said it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and like, um, that your challenge in this world is to, um, figure out a way to exist, ground yourself, Virgo, right? While still maintaining your connection to those gifts from above. So like, I think that's a good way 
to look at this polarity too, where it's like the, the Virgo is like, you still do have to exist in earth. Right. But the Pisces is a God or whomever you're signed up with kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Damn. That was all on a necklace. Nah, that's that's in my head. On one on one grain of sand or whatever or the grain of the rice, rice. necklace. <laughs> no, I think that's perfect. I mean, yeah, it, it's all of it to me it all boils down to like depending on which side of the axis you're on uh one of you is going to be more concerned one part of you is going to be concerned with like the immediate personal thing and the other is about connecting to something bigger than yourself. But you can't be you can't be too much of either or whatever, or something is going to be neglected and is going to get, you know, upset. But I think just whether it's through relationships of any kind or just through kind of self love and self expression and things like that, it's all just about, you know, embracing all of the parts of you. I know we say that all the time, but it, it it's true. And, and understanding where, you know, there are parts of you that want to be expressed. And so mm -hmm. you know, it's scary and it's hard. And we have a lot of conditioning that tell us not to do those things, but those things are in there and they, they have a lot of, they have purpose and gifts and, and meaning. So finding even little ways to do that, I think is, is helpful and a, a nice lesson for everybody to take. Do that Instagram of your, you as your descendant Ooh. yeah yeah try Ooh. to dress like your descendant i think that'd be like kind of cool to i'm gonna it. think about this hashtag dress like your descendant. and tag us yeah hashtag just like your descendant date <laughs> like just yeah ootd day oh, yes. outfit of the descendant <laughs> yes, i love it uh well we love your ascendant and your descendant all mm -hmm. of you uh thank you so much for listening We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. What's Bye. Sign? What's your sign, baby? What's your